Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So joining us on the podcast today, two friends of the podcast, uh, we've worked with uh, Chris and Rose for probably about three years now, and they are kind of our go-to yeah. when it comes to any sort of advice around children, uh, just life advice as well, to be honest. They know everything. They <laughs> speak our language. Please welcome Chris and Rose from Expect the Best to the podcast. Hello. Hello. My gosh, this is our fifth time, guys. <gasps> is it fifth? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't think we've ever had anyone else on more than one. No, twice. Twice is, is usually our limit, but we you know. We feel so honoured. Absolutely. So you're going to help us with everything today, aren't you? Absolutely. Let's go for yeah, it. I think um, we, 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 we've been talking about this for a while, but obviously as the world is opening up again now, people are experiencing quite a lot of anxiety around looking at like the new norm and what that is to them. And also kind of maybe managing some anxiety that their kids have been going through during lockdown or any fears or any changes that have come up starting school in September. Obviously, Luna's going. Uh, Georgia was in this position last year. So we thought we'd get you back on for a Q&A. Um, we've had hundreds of questions that have been sent in to kind of, yeah, you basically helping people. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so many things that we've just taken for granted that, you know, first time parents won't have done before. You know, a lot of people won't have had to get their babies to sleep while you're out and about. Some people won't have breastfed in public. So, yeah, we just wanted to open it up, let you guys answer some questions um, that have been sent in. So should we just yeah, jump let's in? Just crack yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. OK, this is from Rach. Um, my two-year-old hasn't interacted with others. I'm anxious about his sharing, etc. Can you help? Absolutely, we can. Yeah. I think this is something that we actually in our private consultancy have come across a lot. And I think the thing is, is that people forget that sharing is a learnt skill. We don't children aren't automatically programmed to share. In fact, almost the opposite. They're, they're programmed to everything is about me. And I think um, some of the things that you can do to start off is starting to do that at home. So by encouraging your child to share with you, because I think what happens is that we're, we don't always, uh, you know, we don't care if a child takes a toy off us because, well, we don't care about the toy but another child will care. So I think it's about starting off those conversations at home about how you can um, sort of use that language. So using your, please may I have that toy? 
mummy or daddy is playing with this at the moment. Um, could you wait your turn? Just having these little things going around so that you're already, so that you're practicing yep. it with you because we are their best role model. Yeah. And, and then I think it's easier then to translate that into a setting where you've got hundreds of other children who also have their own agendas and what they want to do. And I think, you know, people get very anxious about, you know, their child being seen as like, not sharing oh, yeah. or that they're the one that snatches and you know we've <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly exactly um and um I just think that it's about not worrying and thinking oh my god I must stop them I must stop them each time you know I want them to be seen as this amazing person that shares and is just so generous You've got the other side of that, which is the child that just gives everything away. And it's like, oh, no, you can actually hold mm. on to that. So it's a and fine balance. And I also balance. think I just want to, I yeah. want to stress from a personal experience that, you know, I have a stepdaughter who's going to be turning eight next week and she still doesn't really like sharing. You know, they do, they mm. hang on to possessions and they, they can get very territorial over them. And we have a very much an open house sharing policy. So if someone gets a toy if they're not prepared to, sh to share it, I take it away. And I'm really strict on it. And so it encourages them to play as a two or as a three, because I'm like, if you want to play with that toy, you've got to get on with it. It's not my, my, mine. So maybe that's, you know, if, if your child, like you said, if your child kind of hasn't, you know, doesn't know how to do it, it's about that encouraging language, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, encouraging language is, is, you know, kind of everything we do in the basis of what we do expect the best and kind of what we've done with working with you. So I think keeping that language up and also there is a point where there are some things that you don't have to share. If, you, if, if there's something really special, like, you know, a dolly, okay, friends are coming over, you can have that conversation with your child being like, if you, if you want to play with dolly, you have to be prepared to share dolly. If you don't want to share Dolly, why don't we put Dolly away while your friend comes over and then we'll get Dolly out later. Also giving those them those permission to, you know, do that. And as Rose said, using yourself as a role model, you know, children often just grab something like, you know, the girls will look after me like, oh, can I grab your phone? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's my phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do it just so that I'm, I don't care actually, but I do it to teach them, be like, oh no, it's actually mine. Um, and actually I need to look after it. But okay, yes, you can have it. So just always yeah. doing these little things all the time. Yeah. And also, I guess there's going to be loads of other kids in the same boat mm. who haven't socialized for, you know, a year and they're going to be a bit rusty on their sharing skills as well. <laughs> yeah. And actually the socialize it, the, the lockdown thing, I don't think sharing is an actual lockdown thing. Like as Rose said, it's a, it's a learned skill. So take the lockdown thing out of it and just use as you would normally teach your child yep. to share. Love that. Yeah. Um, this is from Hannah. How do I help my child settle to sleep in a different house or cot? She's two, by the way. Ooh. So if, if they're like obviously moving house, is this like a moving house thing or is this like a general going to stay somewhere, do you I think? I wonder if it is, yeah, like maybe going away for a night for the first yeah. time or whatever. So some really key things here, just keep some really great tools with you. So if you're going away for a night, if it's like a cot that you're going to or a cot bed, take the cot sheet off their actual cot so it smells like them and smells like home have the comforter but keep all of the same sleep rituals that you would at home so you have your bath you have your bed if that's what you do you choose your story you lay your pajamas out and you keep the nighttime routine the same that is being consistent as what you would do at home will really help them settle somewhere else and definitely taking their sheet or squeezing in their duvet if it's their bed or like one of their pillows and a couple of their comforters will really help a child to settle, especially when it's got the smell of home. Um, that will really help. 
I also think that it's because it, they're so unused to going to different places to sleep. It's about planning your trips a little bit around, you know, at what point do we is it better to arrive a little bit earlier so that we have a little bit extra time you're just building in that extra time for them to have time to settle as opposed to arriving just before bedtime or just before nap time and then it's not always possible and if you've got the things that um you know Chris has has talked about then you should be absolutely fine but also just managing your own expectations that it's not necessarily going to be as easy but that doesn't mean it's going to be difficult and just trying to keep calm as well yourself yeah keeping calm yeah. Every, the, the the thing that every parent <laughs> wishes they could do just keep calm but inside you're like ah! <laughs> and it's actually quite an irritating no you're right you're right no 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 no. we all need to be reminded Georgia tells me regularly and she's like my calm mum inspiration because I don't think I've ever heard her yell at any of her children whereas I on regular occasions were like <laughs> you shut up you know like we've all said it or at least when they've walked off we've gone shut up behind their backs um now this is i was quite sort of in a way i was sort of quite taken aback by this this message because how to deal with a violent toddler who refuses to listen to any discipline and i say when i say taken aback it's because that level of like if someone's writing violent that that's a child that's really like hitting out and smacking out and we i've been in that situation Mm. and it is quite overwhelming because on what planet does that ever happen to you normally um, I think it's it's a it's a difficult one. Like it's you know what we would say with any child that's kind of acting out or being violent. I think when it becomes to that point, you know, it's when you're shocked and you get caught off guard by your child. But remembering that when they're in that situation or in that heightened emotion, that there is no point trying to rationalise with them in that moment because you are not going to get through to them. It's the same as an adult, you know, when you're like hysterically crying or upset by someone and someone's talking to you and they're like, calm down, calm down. You just can't, your body can't do it. So just letting them be like that. If they are being violent, put them in a safe space, give them a pillow or something that they can hit or be away from you and take yourself out of that situation. You have to look after yourself as well, but knowing that there's no point dealing with the emotion and the behavior at that moment and dealing with it when they calm down. Yeah. And what about if you're out? Because not so much violent, but Gigi sometimes will throw herself on the floor as mm. we're crossing the road, you know, and it's dangerous. <laughs> so what, like, and then she'll kick and scream if I pick mm. her up. So what do you do when you're, you know, out and I can't, you can't leave them because no. you're at the side of a road? Obviously, in that situation, you it it doesn't it no longer becomes about kind of keeping a consistent um behavior um response it is about getting them out of that yeah. dangerous situation and then and then perhaps if you can finding you know where we've all kind of then gone off on a little bit of a side street or you've taken and then you've given them the chance to calm down i think you know the 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 child that is I think it's also about preventative stuff as well. So if you're feeling that actually this is something that's happening quite a lot and you're seeing quite a lot of that behaviour, then perhaps it's that they're already in the pram or they're already what so that you're preparing them to have a successful journey. Um, it's not always possible. Sometimes you know what they're like. They they chop and change. But I think um, obviously if they're in danger, you have to get them out and that's just is all, all the that matters, matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly and you can and deal I... with that sorry Rose you can deal with no, that no, no. um that behavior in that in that situation we would then be like that is dangerous and it's not that you're having a go at what they've done 
you know, you can deal with that later. It's, it's then addressing actually that situation. That is really dangerous for you and for mummy because there are cars. You keep it that short, that simple and that firm, even with someone Gigi's yeah. age, because yeah. you need to teach her, obviously, it's that thing. I mean, we've all been there, bless you, where they just like let go of your hand and drop to the floor and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that really worked for us was, um, like you said, putting um, you know your child in a safe space because you can't. It's like, is it a cortisone at that point that's going off in the brain that's kind of feeding them to go on? I yeah. think that's the right um, hormone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one thing that really worked with Luna with her tantrums was putting her on her bed, sitting her on her bed, and saying, "Right, when you have finished and when you're ready to talk and when you've calmed down, Mummy will come in to talk to you." And I would just stand outside the door so she could still see me but I gave her 5 yeah. 10 15 mm-hmm. minutes until she complete and I say you still haven't stopped crying yet when you stop crying we'll have a conversation and that seems to be the thing that's now working in the house still like four rising five we're still having to go through those every now and again yeah and and I think we're sometimes scared to leave our children and particularly in this state at the moment where we're also anxious about yeah. our children's well-being I think we're worried about leaving our children yeah. to calm down and there are some children that genuinely just need space. Just like any adult, they generally need genuinely need space. Some require you to be there in order to help them to calm down. And some actually really benefit from just that bit of space and um and and time to not be f- not be feeding off you in t- in order to kind of continue escalating. Yes. Um it's just enough to let it calm down enough to negotiate or talk. <laughs> <laughs> um there's another question here this is from jessica my two-year-old gets overexcited in the park and grabs other kids hairs <laughs> their hair their body help <laughs> um can i just say it sounds like me at a party like oh, i haven't seen really friends for ages i'm like i can't i'm like so he's always like, calm down. I was like, I can't, I'm excited. <laughs> so it still happens, just to, just so you know, it still happens as an adult. I get overexcited. Um, in that situation, it's about, again, preparing them before you get to the part. Be like, right, I know it's really exciting. But these, and giving them different options of way that they, ways that they can show their excitement. Okay, if you're really excited and you see a friend or you, you want to play with that person, why don't you ask them for a high five or, you know, kind of jump up and down. Let, let's jump up and down and get, get that energy yeah. kind of under control before you get in there. Give them different options so that they're not going in and grabbing people. And if they do, not necessarily going in and be like, we don't do that. Be saying to them, I know you're really excited. This is really fun. But do you know what a better way is to ask somebody to play with you or to tell them that you're excited? Give them the options, the information, instead of going and being like, we don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. actually it's coming from a nice place. It's yeah. not coming from a violent place. And then, of course, if it carried on, you would then get a bit sterner. But for, for now, like address that it's exciting and stay with that excitement, I think. Do you agree, Rose? Yeah, I, I was one of our biggest things is always address what is behind the action so that we sometimes we go straight towards the action particularly if it's like you know shoot if if your child has pushed someone or is grabbing someone you know we automatically oh my gosh everyone's gonna think my child is a grabber is is that child it's the one that's everyone's like oh careful she's in the park um (laughs) but actually actually, you know it's it's better to acknowledge to them what is behind it because sometimes they're not able to make that connection of I'm so excited and this is how I show I'm excited so just as Chris said labeling behind it what what is the real reason that they are doing it 
um, and Love start that. Um, how to deal with a three-year-old who has severe jealousy of younger sibling who's nine months old? Oh my gosh, we hear this so much. I bet you guys do as well. Ooh, yeah, you, we do. Think, Chris? Yeah, we do. We we get this one quite a lot, and it's and it's a worry. And you know, again, I can kind of like, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you, can you imagine like having something? And having your parents, your mum, your dad, you know, kind of whatever your parents set up is, and then somebody coming along and kind of rocking the boat on that. So again, I think it's addressing the emotion behind that and trying to, I know it's really difficult to find those pockets of time when you've got a baby and another child, but trying to find those pockets where you can give them that individual time, especially if you're working as a family unit and there's two parents, like, um, you know, getting someone to do one bath time and, and another bedtime, because actually... It comes from a loving place. They just want their own attention and their own time with the parent. And I think labelling to them, acknowledging to them when you're spending that time together and not necessarily the focus is not on your sister or your brother is not here, so I'm with you. It's more that I am really enjoying being with you just so that you're starting to get them to see the difference. Because I think sometimes, you know, they're engaged in playing and they're running around and they're doing things and they're not necessarily realised that they've had those individual times. You could also yeah. try doing something. I mean, we've spoken about this before with you guys. Um, and Georgia, I know you did this when um, Gigi was born, that Gigi actually bought Axel a present. So I don't, I'm not suggesting going out and yeah. spending any money, but you could pretend that your nine-month-old had, I don't know, got got your eldest, uh, older, eldest child some stickers or, a card or something left on their bed or you know that just encouraging Mm. them to kind of have that bond and that connection that actually their their little sister or brother is thinking about them um yeah yeah. working on that bond and like high praise when they when they have you know gosh you're being so lovely not necessarily putting the responsibility of the older sibling on them because some children don't like that but acknowledging when they're being really good and saying you know babies need you know, need our help to be looked after, kind of addressing that, like to the, not directly to the child, you know, how we all talk to the room, like basically talk to the walls, being like the air and saying that and saying those things being like, oh, you know, it's, you know, babies need looking after. So it's my job to help look after, but I'm also, I'm still here to look after you. And do you know what? You've been so patient. Your sister's got you these stickers. It's completely the right thing to do. We have it um, sometimes now with Axel where he's at school and then three days a week Gigi's at home with me yeah. and we've got a few, you know, a few school mums are the same. Like we'll do something with the younger kids during the day and we're like, oh, we better not tell the older kids this is what we've been doing. But now I just bring something back from, you know, if we've been to like a tea room, for instance, I'll bring a little biscuit back and I'm like, oh, look, look what Gigi got you from our day, you know, like, oh, look yeah. what Gigi got you. And he seems to quite like that. And now he's probably, I mean, he's much happier being at school than with yeah. us. Um, also, are you sure you don't eat <laughs> so the biscuit? No, George, that doesn't sound like yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. save a biscuit. Oh, look, it's a biscuit. I better save it for my oldest child. <laughs> She's like that in the car. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I've had to buy about four replacements, but anyway. <laughs> I've got some crumbs of yeah. biscuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we brought you this packet yeah. home. Um <laughs> Three-year-old completely terrified of visiting dentist, hairdresser's shoe shop, but can't avoid it. Any tips? Oh, this is a good one. I mean, this is like me and Rose, we, I mean, we say the same thing. We get this all the time. It's role play, role play, role play, role play. play. I mean, honestly, role play. Um, From a young age, I think it's so good to have in your 
dressing up boxer kit, one of those little, you know, you know, Chad Valley, it's like a fiver, that purple hairdryer and cones and stuff and role play all of these situations. I mean, I know you guys have had Claire on from Play Hooray before, and she does all of these things and just kind of getting them used to it taking them to your appointments so they see it is the only way to get a child Hang on. over I'm not taking like any not of my children to my hair <laughs> God. Don't worry. Me the dentist, the doctor. Every time, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. But like, maybe, if you role play the situation at home, like, you know, just on a Sunday afternoon, you're all playing and stuff or use their teddies, their dolls, those sorts of things. It really helps. You know, we, we talked about it in a similar one with potty training, I think. So, you know, where we get, you know, the, the potty and the knickers and they can dress their, like, their teddy and those sorts of things. All of these things will help get your child over that fear. And also just thinking about, is it the fact that they don't like being in that space because it's new and is that is that what the problem is? Or is it that they actually find the 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 input the sensory input of somebody doing their hair particularly when they haven't had their hair done for so long and perhaps you've been doing it at home or you know there are or they haven't had anything done at all you know these are treat it as a totally new experience Mm. again this is like the first time you went you know this is a, a a nice thing to look forward to afterwards you know I'm I'm all personally for you know we always try and stick away from you know stay away from bribery but I'm actually all for incentivizing a trip like that particularly when there is a lot of fear involved yeah. and I think you know you do all the role play you get them feeling confident and instead of saying if you behave really well in the doctors and you don't cry you can have a biscuit instead change it up that it's actually we're gonna have a biscuit after that how exciting will that be and so that it's not are upset they get the biscuits they've exactly. done what yes yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um and that, that it's something that you can then keep them motivated and excited about so that the focus doesn't become on <gasps> we're in the doctors we're going to be seen by someone we're whatever we're in the dentist I've got to you know it's quite scary I've got to sit on that chair all by myself or on top of my mouth I would have some stranger (laughs) I mean how many how many points do we actually ask a child to like lie back and open their mouth before I mean that you know they just don't have that experience so if you can you know sometimes like I pretended uh that we were in that we were at the dentist when I was brushing the youngest teeth because he hated going to the dentist and it was a you know we walked in mouth shut I'm not going and then (laughs) I said to him that we're going for a cake and he got down from the dentist chair and he went can I have my cake now (laughs) I was like oh just as I'd answer the question does he eat that much sugar no 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 sugar no sugar I've never taken my children to the dentist Georgia you and me are the same person I was literally about to say should I have taken my children to the dentist already because I haven't. I feel. I know it's a yeah. I know it's a yes because you take I remember googling it. And only, if only they used to say to get them used to it. Uh, that's why you take. Yeah, them that's what the they age. say. There's no point. They they're not actually looking for anything. But when they're really young, they the the dentists are like just bring them along because there's such a fear wrapped around around right. it. Um. Yeah. And and Rose is right with the hairdressing thing. Like if a child's got a sensory thing and stuff, and it's you know kind of just factor okay. that in. I mean, as you said, there's a lot of haircuts coming out of lockdown like this at the moment, <laughs> where mums have just <laughs> yeah. been like, yeah, just and dads it. just all chopping away. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back. Uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? There's quite a lot of questions around like toddlers being comfortable around other adults, you know, toddlers being very cautious around you know other people I think yeah how, how can we kind of get our children back into socializing with with adults and other children again and uh, this is you know I mean this one comes up anyway and you know one of the first piece of advice I would I would get would give and actually it's one that I've used like myself in terms of like being a child carer I never go straight to a child you know like aunts and uncles and stuff and they're like how are you oh it's like ew nobody wants that anyway <laughs> like just remember you know personal yeah. space let them come to you hello how are you oh I'm just going to be over here if you want to play Oh, and then when they do something interesting, being like, oh, I like that dress. And just let them come to you. Don't force yourself onto a child. It's the same as like, I don't like adults doing that to me anyway. So just giving giving them space. I don't think there's anything wrong in saying, particularly to family members, we are feeling a bit sensitive around people at the moment that we haven't seen would you mind instead of you know how grandparents they often expect the child to like go in and be super polite and say hello and do all of those kind of things and they haven't seen them because you know we've all been sheltering and shielding and particularly grandparents are actually you know lots of children haven't been able to see their grandparents and I think with the expectation is that you're they're your grandparents you must behave beautifully and you must be so excited to see them in reality, they are actually near strangers to your child at this point. They know them, and it takes and and the barriers are uh, uh, are knocked down so much quicker. But I think you know, letting just saying to to family members actually, you know, we're 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 just letting him or her come to us at the moment. Um, and also, you know, we if they if you go to a group or something where um, there's lots of new people, letting your child sit on your knee until they're ready to get up, you can encourage them and say, you know, would you like to go and yeah. play now? But if they are actually just needing that comfort from you and to sit on your knee for a while, let that. I think we we want them to get up and we want yeah. them to get involved, but let them see that this is a safe space and that this is a happy place and that they can they can go off and play. Yeah. And then you can encourage them. Yeah, because yeah. I think, as Rose said, you know, that whole 
that generation, I certainly have it. You know, we'd go and see like aunts and uncles. My black, like, oh, go and give Auntie Mabel a kiss. And I would like, no, it smells like peppermint. <laughs> I don't want to kiss Auntie Mabel. No, but then and, <laughs> like, and then you go the other way, don't you? I've noticed it with Luna. If we've had you know anyone else kind of come over and been in the garden or whatever, and you know, I've been like, oh, go and say hi, and she'd been like, I'm too shy, and I'm like, oh god, my god, Luna, yeah. Luna doesn't say I'm shy. You know, I've noticed that inside yeah. her, so yeah. I haven't pushed her. I'm just gone. Okay, darling, like crack on with whatever you want to do go and play and then she's exactly been warming up. yeah you can do yes. an acknowledgement like a little hello yeah. Gigi gives people the bitch face we call it the bitch face she does that for like 20 minutes she's like that and then eventually she will she warms up resting bitch <laughs> for, yeah literally the bitch face for for a while and that's fine you know now there's lots of questions around potty training but i just want to say to anybody mm-hmm. that's new to the podcast um we've already done an amazing potty training episode with chris and rose so you just need to go back into the archive and, and kind of have a listen to that because there is so much to say around potty training um someone's message in saying where do i even start with it do i just take away nappies but i think if you need that level of information do go back and have a listen to it because the whole chat is around it um i did want to talk yeah. about kits um potty training because we have had a lot of messages mm. from people saying that they're in the same position that we are that actually they came out of nappies and they've gone back into nappies so that is kind of a bit of a different subject um advice because I feel like I'm really lost at the moment um I just thought we had it completely sorted he picked up the wing on the potty straight away and then we had five months of him pooing in his pants five months of it we've even got a sink in the house which we call the shit sink which is basically where I have to rinse all that it's like getting blocked I mean it's just unhygienic yeah Help. Yeah. So I put him back into nappies. I put him back into nappies. And is he is he doing everything in his nappies now? Um, I just think or he's so he... confused. I think he's sometimes so confused. he's holding in his wheeze a lot of the time, all day. Uh, and yeah, then the yeah. school will say he hasn't been. And I say, do you need a wee? And I can see him like dancing around, and he doesn't yeah. go. And then I yeah. basically make I take him outside. I take his nappy off, and I I get him to do it like a we we call and it a, bu- a bushwhacker wee, yeah. 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 So, so you are still encouraging him to do his wheeze yes. on the potty. Yes. Okay. I think is that's that because right, he yeah. wants to do that? Yeah, he does. He like he he definitely well, does. And some great. mornings he tells me, "Oh, mummy, I need a wee," and then we go and stand great. on his step, and he does them into the big wee. Great. That's the big wee, the big loo. But I just don't know what my next steps are supposed to be because he has not showing any signs of him wanting to do poo. He's very happy to do a poo in his nappy and just sit in it for ages. I think that you've done the right thing. He obviously wasn't like fully ready and that's okay. And I think maybe going towards more of a pull-up thing so he can still pull down, do his wheeze when he wants and then he's got that comfort and just give it a bit of time before we start with the poos again. I think we need to disassociate a little bit about what's gone on in terms of like him and then get once he's feeling really confident again, we can start, I mean, we can definitely have more of an in-depth conversation with you, Zoe, about this, about making that a safe space for him still practicing the sitting, you know, like sitting sunshine time, going through the motions, but not necessarily pooing on the, like physically in the toilet, just to make him confident. You have done the right thing. There is no right or wrong with this. And even when we give out advice with things like this, sometimes it doesn't work because the child is not going the way that we want it to go. And it's a really hard thing to change because we cannot force them to go to the loo. So just knowing yourself, that you guys have done everything completely right, firstly, okay? Because don't beat yourself up. His body is just not connecting with his brain, his bowel, and that, and that's something that, that just yeah. takes time. It takes time for people. 
Yeah. It's just society pressure, that, isn't it? This notion yeah. of children potty yeah. train at two and that. Mm. What? Like, who came up with this? Like, yeah. it just, does it matter? Does it matter? I've got to be honest with you. Somebody, after I posted that post about it, I then got um, some, we got some direct messages. Did you yeah, see loads. the ones that we received saying that it's basically I'm damaging him by training him later than 36 months and that they've, they've done all these studies saying that if you train a child later than 30, and I was thinking, this is so unhelpful. I'm not damaging yeah. my child. I just can't force him to do a poo on the potty if he's not no. ready. Also, if his brain isn't, connecting to his bowels and having Fine. that conversation it's a it's an it's a development step exactly. that he is not ready to take yet yeah. yeah and i do think that actually just sorry georgia i know i just interrupted you but it's i right. just think that the the positivity and the the conversation needs to be about celebrating his wheeze and as chris said just that conversation about the the poos if if that is where he's comfortable right now Accept Fine. that, okay, and 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 feel good about that that choice that you've made. You have now prevented him having a huge, huge meltdown, and perhaps withholding for days, and yeah. doing all of these things. And I think that perhaps where where we start is we then go to that he does it in the nappy, but perhaps we do it next to the potty or in the bathroom, and we just do it a little bit slower with him so that we start that. Um, you know him getting that connection but until yeah. he's ready it's not going it's yeah. it's not going to happen people messaging you and saying those things you know i just i think that's really i find that very upsetting because whether people believe that or not fine i just i just don't think we can put a time frame on when humans are supposed to develop and do different things guys i still can't drive I'm trying and I can't. It's just, do you know what I mean? I it's like either. it's like Neither. I just this confessions whole, of expect the best. We yeah. can't drive. We can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> to drive to you. Get <laughs> <laughs> the train. And so like, just stop with that like pressure. Like it, it's it, you would do. You, what do people expect you to do? Literally hold him down on the loo. Yeah, exactly. Well, no. So I was going to say, yeah, no, well, at first I was yeah. going to say that there's still kids in Axel's class at the moment who have um, like like toilet you know, mm-hmm. troubles and there's a lot of them. So it's completely, completely normal and they're four and five. Um, but also I wonder if we could do like a follow-up Q&A on like potty training yeah. troubles or something because just over the last few weeks, basically we had a potty in the loft. It ended up in Axel's bedroom. I was in the bathroom and Axel <laughs> was in his bedroom with Gigi and he managed to get Gigi to do a poo on the potty, right? We've never d- discussed it Amazing. before. Like, we never, but she, she what does. What did he what, say? I, don't, I wasn't there. I don't know. He just went, wow, look what Gigi's push done. Right? So I was like, push one out, Gigi. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. And she's going, ooh, poo poo on the potty. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Fantastic. So this happened a couple of times, not not uh, we had didn't talk about it it happened a couple of times but since she now crosses her legs she's crossing her legs and she's holding her poo in her bum and they mentioned it to me at nursery so she never goes to for a poo at nursery she never has done since she started but they mentioned it to me this week they were like oh she won't go for a poo in her nappy like but she also won't go on the potty either so when I unless it's unless Axel's there (laughs) It's different, but if it's me and I'm like, come on, let's. If you if you need a poo, just do it on the potty. Do it in your nappy. Like do you know? Basically, just do it wherever you want to do it. Don't hold it in. Where does she but do it? 
it could be in the bath, like at night, it will come out, you know, where yeah. she's relaxed. Yeah. It could be that she ends up doing it. Like this morning, I was doing a workout and she's got like this cardboard rocket. She went in there and did it in her yeah. in her nappy. Yeah. Sometimes she'll do it, you know, occasionally she'll do it on the potty. Like it's just, it's become, I don't even want to mention it. I don't even want to talk about poo now. I, I just, do you know what I mean? I feel like we've... I don't know. She just yeah. does obviously doesn't want to do it and she's scared of it and I'm trying to get it to go away. But at the same time, I can't leave her crossing her legs and being red in the face. I think you're right in that, like, it's very important that however it comes out, it comes out. Um, you know, that is the most important thing. But don't be worried to talk about poo. Like, just, just start turning it into a positive thing. Like, I know it's like not great but be like oh I've just done a poo like and I my body feels great talk about your body feeling great not necessarily the poo just having those conversations about her and we can definitely Georgia pick this conversation up I think I think it'd be great in a couple of weeks to do another a full potty training Q&A yes yeah we can really like dig into it a bit more and stuff because there's all these things and it's just you know children will get there they just take I've we've we've worked with families where the, the children are eight and they're still holding sometimes right. and yeah. or something knocks them off. It's just our bodies, we hold a lot of emotion and tension in our tummies. So we've just got to remember that as well. I th- do you know what? I think this is quite a good one to end on. My two-year-old won't go to her dad. He, j- he tries so hard and she just screams. It's affecting his mental health. Oh, a sad gosh. one to end on, but... Um... Do we you hear it a I lot. This and I, yeah, yeah, I read this and I thought absolutely such an important one. Do you know what a lot of it I find... The best solution for this is actually for him to just take a little bit of a step back. Sometimes it is not about how much your child loves you or it it has, in fact, it, in fact, it rarely has anything to do with that. This is about a behavior moment of how can I control this situation? And one of the ways that they can control a situation is they can control who goes to them and who doesn't. And that's what it then becomes about. And because of how it makes us feel, we, you know, that rejection is so painful, but by actually stepping back and letting your child come to you, they're suddenly like, Oh, Oh, okay. Actually I would, I would rather I would I would actually rather do that. So almost coming into a room and saying hello to, you know, if it's just her, you know, saying saying hello to anything else, having a having a conversation that's really not focused on her at all and then seeing how doing that a couple of times helps to just let her go, "Oh, hang on. Actually, this isn't this is no longer about me." It's actually the way I get it more about me is that I'm actually kind and, you know, that talking talking and saying hello and, and, and communicating in a positive way. Mm. Um, Chris, what, what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the other... The other thing that you can do, I'd be interested to know what, um, what she's like when mum isn't around. Yes. Yeah. Because often ha- and getting those um, pockets where mum just kind of, you know, busies herself and the option is, you know, when she's comfortable and stuff, the option is dad. Mm. That is the Agreed. only option. She's safe. Yeah. She's lovely. Like, right, mummy's going to get her hair done because we don't take kids to get our hair done, do we, Georgia? No, uh, no absolutely <laughs> not. And just like disappearing and being like, daddy's doing bedtime tonight. 
and just kind of going away and using a combination of what Rose said and that, because often when children have you as the only option, it they will they are fine. They are safe. They will choose one. Oh, yeah. if, if they've if they've only got one parent, then at yeah. the time, yeah. then it's like you're you know you're kind of that's all you You'll got. Do. That's it. So I, like you said, Chris, I, I think it's really important to maybe carve out that special time between yeah, special time. Daughters, yeah. So say on a Saturday morning or whatever your setup looks like, you know, Daddy's going to take you down to the park for an hour. It's not like you have to miss a whole morning of spending time as a three or a four. Um, but um, but if you can just if they if they can just have that time together where they really bond and and do something that they both love, that can encourage it a little bit more but I do think children are prone to being because I hear Luna say she's like oh I love mummy more and Kit loves yeah. daddy more and I'm like no, I was gonna no, no, say no. that like yeah. let's not say that yeah. yeah yeah I was gonna say it's so normal and I speak with you know my friends about this like like kids go through phases as yes. well of like picking a favorite and it's it's so ridiculous that they do that but I think is it just like a natural thing for them to do it's almost like they're yes. sort of pitting you against each yeah, other yeah well they do children are really um, clever they know they know how to behave in these situations and you're completely right and and I think you know anytime you hear like something like that being said be like we all love each other yes yeah. that would just be, and not going into being like don't say that it would just be like we all love each other aren't same, we lucky yeah. that we have people to love yeah. And just putting yeah. it, you know, what a great way to end, guys. Aren't we lucky to have people to love? We are. And on that <laughs> note, <laughs> I've got to go and have a look at Luna's school. I need to go. Um, okay. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. What an absolute treat. I feel like we could have talked. We've got so many more questions to get through. But let us know if you want us to talk to Chris and Rose about anything um, specific. Um, and yes. as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast. George? Yeah, do drop us a DM with any suggestions. Also, if you're interested in the potty training um episode then have a look out for that because we will need your questions you can drop us a dm at made by mummers or any awkward questions direct them <laughs> to at zoe hardman <laughs> and we'll be back on tuesday <laughs> send them my way i love them see you tuesday here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.